Hello, and welcome back to Unstable Universes. I'm Evan Rowell. And I'm Alana Hopper. And this is the podcast where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. As a recap, what we do is we have our random tandem fandom generator, which will generate us two fandoms and a tag. So we did that at the end of our last episode, and our two fandoms were My Chemical Romance and Firefly. And our tag was a superhero AU. And goddamn am I excited. (laughs) I'm glad one of us is. I hope that one of these weeks we actually get a fandom that I know something about. Oh, I intentionally only included fandoms that you do not know anything about. (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of My Chemical Romance recently, though. I can tell. Yeah, I see you on Spotify only listening to My Chemical Romance. Their greatest hits. That's on their, like, Spotify underneath their playlist. It's, Mm -hmm. like, our greatest hits. That's what I've been listening to. Let me ask, are you okay? Oh, I'm so good. I've never been better. I'm glad. People keep, like, screenshotting my Spotify listens to, and they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) No one does that to me because listening to My Chemical Romance, that's par for the course (laughs) for me. So, I don't remember who's supposed to read first. Uh, I think you read first this time. Okay, so Evan, what is the title of this fic? Every time. <laughs> um, I'm going to call this one, I'm going to call it So Long and Good Night. Ooh. It has nothing to do with the actual fic, but it's a My Chemical Romance lyric. Okay. It's from Helena. Oh, I haven't actually listened to that song, but I reference it quite a bit it's in my a, fic. It's a solid song. Yeah. So, here is Evan's fic for this week. So long and good night. We begin with an author's note. There's a few of those in this. Okay. If something isn't all caps, it's a My Chemical Romance title or lyric. It's mostly just titles. I don't think I did any lyrics. Okay. Rain drizzled on the roofs of the miserable gray city of Newark, New Jersey. Four masked figures burst out of the bank's front doors and ran across the sidewalk to the awaiting car with the word Serenity decaled on the doors and front hood. Come on, come on, get in, yelled Wash, the waiting driver. As the last of the masked robbers piled in with their gym bags of money, he slammed on the gas and the vehicle lurched forward with a screech. First of all, I want to start off. I really dig taking the characters and putting them in like a modern environment. Or not a modern, I guess an unmodern environment for them. Yeah, I'll let you in on a little secret. This is the second version of this fic. In the first one, they were in a spaceship, and I didn't like it, so I changed it to a car. Okay. No, I I dig it. It's a different feel, for sure. The Serenity sped down the streets of Newark. Wash deftly dodged between cars and pedestrians, swinging into oncoming traffic and barreling through red lights. The bang whooped and hollered. The bang whooped and hollered with victory as they made their escape. I'm not sure what I meant by that. The gang? Probably. That sounds right. (laughs) How are there no cops on our trails? This is amazing, shouted Kaylee from the back seat. She cradled her ill-gotten cash as if it were a baby in her arms. Because those bastards are, Mal pointed backwards, finally noticing the all-black hearse in hot pursuit of their own car. In the driver's seat, with a shock of bleached hair, was emo frontman and renowned superhero Gerard Way. The rest of his band and superhero team, My Chemical Romance, were hanging out the windows, poised to attack the Serenity. Uh-oh. So you took Gerard Way back when he had bleach hair. Yeah, I took him from uh, Black Parade. Oh, okay. That's, okay. When he, that's when he had bleached hair. Jane cracked every knuckle in his body as he tensed his muscles. Is that how you spell Jane? I don't know. 
Oh, okay, I was spelling with a Y. That might be it. I didn't look it up. Okay. Pull over and let me deal with them, Captain. They're just a bunch of emo weirdos. They got nothing on me. I can help, too. Look, Kaylee offered. She closed her eyes briefly and focused. With a yelp, a rush of energy released from her body. She looked back and giggled as she saw the pursuing hearse begin to slow down. <laughs> Here's a second author's note. Um, there's some Chinese characters. Uh, it's uh, Mandarin, I believe. Oh, Mandarin characters. Author's note. This is pronounced... Fei-fei de pian, and is actually a curse from the show, translating to baboon's asshole. Yeah, I found an article online that said the 15 best curses from Firefly, because they swear in Chinese to get around censorship. Oh. Um, and that was one of them. I included a few of them. Baboon's asshole. Yeah. I dig that. So, fei-fei de pian, Jane Curse. You know you can't aim your EMP blast, Kaylee. The Serenity is toast now, too. Kaylee noticed that the rude man was correct, and their vehicle was also beginning to slow down. I am a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar, Wash muttered as he struggled to direct it. But with power searing offline, there was no aiming the car. It careened into a mailbox and came to a sudden halt. Wash let out a cry as his plastic dinosaurs went flying from their dashboard home. The Serenity is totaled! We'll get you a new one, honey, promised Zoe. It's only a Toyota Corolla. Wash nodded and wiped away a tear. But first, we have to deal with those guys. All five of the Serenity crew climbed out of the totaled vehicle. Wash gave one last kiss to the steering wheel before stepping out and facing the hearse. The band of emo superheroes stood in a line in front of them. Surrender yourselves or this is the end for you, shouted Gerard. Yep, the end is a title of a My Chemical Romance song. That chance... Mei Nai Shing De Fuo Author's note, pronounce Jen Mei Nai Shing Da Fuo meaning extraordinarily impatient Buddha, bellowed Mao. I ain't going to that house of wolves. <laughs> well, you had your chance, Gerard called back and then turned to his compatriots. Hang em high, boys. The following Sailor Moon-style outfit change was the most amazingly emo thing ever seen by the man. The five musicians' clothing dissolved into a shadow. In a series of sweeping extreme close-ups, their clothing is replaced by grayscale marching man costumes, garment by garment. They each strike an iconic pose before charging towards the bank robbers. Zoe and Wash both fire shots at Mikey Way, the band's bassist and second-in-command. The bullets ricochet off his chest uselessly. Uh, some more Mandarin characters. Author's note, pronounced Shensheng De Gao Wan, meaning Holy Testicle Tuesday. Zoe must muttered, dropping her gun to the ground and raising her fists. He's got a bulletproof heart. <laughs> Isn't that a good superpower? That is good. That's really good. Guess we'll have to teach him the old-fashioned way. Jane injects himself with a comically large syringe labeled Jane, but the J is clearly a bad cover-up for the letter B. So it's Bane. Bane, like the Batman guy? Yeah. (laughs) The solution in the syringe results in the man growing in muscle mass and somehow getting even dumber. (laughs) Whoa, is there some Jane bashing in this? Let's be real, he's real stupid. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, the three bandmates that no one cares about have a similar strategy. They grasp hands in a circle and begin humming. With a swirl of shadow, their bodies disappear, and in their place is one incredibly large and burly emo monstrosity with three heads and six arms. The two hulking man-beasts charge at each other, foaming at their mouths. (laughs) The two leaders of each team faced off. Gerard Way screaming, his voice so loud it shattered all the nearby windows. Mal flinched at the noise, but he was so used to gunfire from the war that he stood his ground. He took a superhuman leap forward and tackled his opponent to the ground. This is cool. <laughs> Look, boy, we wasn't hurting anybody, so how about we get along with our earnings and you go play your concert? I know you're missing it. We have tickets. We're just running a tad late with our errands. <laughs> the brown coat explained to the thrashing emo man below him. <laughs> they're still a band. Even though they're superheroes, they're still, they're still a band. And, and the Firefly characters are fans. How could you not be? How could you not be? They're so good. <laughs> Famous last words, retorted Gerard, as he sent Lucy's scream so powerful it threw Mal 20 feet up in the air. Ooh. Ooh. The bandmate Fusion, seeing that Mikey was being beaten down by Zoe and Wash, used one of his extra arms that wasn't wrestling Jane, and ripped a telephone pole out of the ground. How big is this guy? He's I three it, men. I thought it was like three men attached at like the hip. No, they all combine, so they just have six arms and three heads, but they're just one torso. Holy shit, that's a big torso. Yeah. Okay, I understand the scope of how large this person is now. They're the mass of three people, yeah. Okay. The mutant threw the pole like a lance, and it pierced Wash's chest with a sickly, wet thunk. I'm a... Leaf on the wind, Wash gasped as he crumpled to the ground. So he gave Mikey one last kick to the teeth before collapsing next to her husband and cradling him in her arms. You decided to kill Wash? He's my favorite, but I had what to be real. What is wrong with you? I had to be honest to the sh- canon. I, I don't know if you were honest in the canon to anything else except for maybe characterization. Gerard and Mal exchanged blow after superhuman blow, but Gerard was much younger, and emotion coursed through his veins. With one last heart-wrenching scream, he managed to push Mal back and directly into another of the free arms of the bandmate Fusion, who caught and held the rebel captain firmly. Still, with four hands focused on Jane, the bandmate Fusion managed to wrestle the juiced-up Baldwin into a set of massive handcuffs. With all the criminals apprehended, Gerard ran to his brother, laying bleeding on the ground. Are you all right, Mikey? The older brother asked worriedly. I'm not okay, I promise, the younger man said with his final breath. Serves you bastards right, yelled the new widow, Zoe. Zoe, it's over. They won. You don't need to make it worse. Besides, you know what they do to guys like us in prison, Mal said, defeated. The end. Not a strong end, <laughs> but I needed it over. That's fair. I feel like a little bit through it, you kind of forgot about putting all of the band words in. Yeah. I was just so focused on the action. No, it was good action. It was good. I, I also, don't have very good action in mind. I also totally forgot about Kaylee. She's not in it. Oh, yeah. Kaylee's my favorite. Kaylee's good. Wash is my favorite, but he had to die. Yeah. All right. Ms. Alana, I need a title. Oh, please. shit. Um, Trouble at the Black Parade. Trouble at the Black Parade. I like it. Interesting. Fun. Sounds good. 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I now have the pleasure of reading to you Trouble at the Black Parade. Helena. The name had been repeated so many times that it barely sounded like a word, let alone a name anymore. Just a random noise being whispered over and over through River's chapped lips. Can someone get her out of here? It's kind of distracting, and I'm trying to get through this asteroid field like a leaf on the wind, Wash said. She has to be in here, replied Zoe. She's the only one who knows where we are going. River stopped whispering the name Helena, her eyes growing wide in fear. We need to go to the Black Parade. The Black Parade? The event full of emos? Zoe asked. River nodded her head in agreement. They dance like they have flesh-eating worms in their brains, she whispered. Okay, baby, change of direction. We are heading to the Black Parade, Zoe announced. Approaching the world chemical romance was like nothing the group of pirates had ever seen before. Men with charcoal surrounding their eyes and women with hair dyed colors unnatural even to most heinous aliens, all dressed like members of a marching band. They collected in tight-knit groups among the fog machines and the strobe lights. Their bodies moved like reavers ready for their next meal. Even Jane felt fear. Look at these punks, Malside. Let's get this Helena girl and get out of here. I can't stand this music. This came as a surprise to the rest of the group. Nobody else had even noticed the post-hardcore emo pop-punk <laughs> rock reverberating from the crowd. <laughs> That's what Wikipedia says that their music is. Okay, sure. Do you agree? Uh, I don't know about post-hardcore. No? Usually that's a little more intense, a little more screaming. Oh, okay. There, River shouted, pointing into the crowd. A single girl dressed in a pure white spandex suit stood out among the crowd of black hoods. She swayed with the music, her eyes pressed shut in ecstasy. The drug or the emotion, up to you. Oh, I never (laughs) even thought about that. All right, gunslingers, let's get our tushies over there, Mao said, pulling his pistol out of his holster. He began to push his way toward the stage where the lady in the white power outfit stood. White power? (laughs) Oh, no! I didn't think about that. Let it be known that Alana's in white, so it's fine. (laughs) Oh, no! We have to change that! Why would you say that? Because that's what it says. <laughs> I wanted to be like white, comma, power dash outfit. You know? Okay, let's try it again. <laughs> he began to push his way towards the stage where the lady in the white power outfit stood. <laughs> that's still not good, is it? Uh, no, but we're going to move on. But when his boots stepped onto the stage, everything went quiet. Five... 30-year-old punks stood in front of Helena. They were covered in leather, chains, and spikes. The leader had a head of fiery orange hair. The leader raised a microphone to his lips. Sing it out, boy, you've got to see what tomorrow brings, came his angelic voice. The crowd's eyes fluttered shut just like Helena's had been earlier. Sing it out, girl, you've got to be what tomorrow needs. Reaver cries echoed across the mountains. They were sharp and bloodthirsty. Mal turned to direct his team, but found they also had their eyes closed. They were lost in the beat of the music. Looks like it's five against one, partner, called one of the boys before settling down on the drum stool. Well, this isn't my first rodeo, bucko, Mal called back. 
The drummer said nothing before beginning to smack those sticks against those magic cylinders. Sing it for the boys. Sing it for the girls. Every time that you lose it, sing it for the world. The fiery boy sang. Reaver screeching grew even louder, like they were trying to sing along but had never heard the song before. The sounds were so loud, Mal knew that they were moving through the crowd now. He only had moments before they too stepped onto the stage and attacked him. Taking a deep breath, Mal lifted his pistol and pointed it at the main singer. Sing it from the heart. Sing it till... The singer was stopped abruptly by a bullet to the head. Holy shit. Yeah, things get real now. Apparently. Chaos broke out as the other band members threw down their instruments in anger. Reavers stepped onto the stage surrounding the remaining band members, Helena and Mal. Helena, will you defeat them? The demons? And this non-believer? Asked the bassist. (laughs) She nodded her head. Her eyes drifted shut again and she began to sway to the music that no one could hear. Meanwhile, Mal fought the Reavers. Bullets flew, sticking themselves in the falling bloody bodies. Never heard of bullets in that way, but okay. (laughs) Blood painted the stage a dark red, which looked very nice against the glossy black enamel of the stage. Around the stage, thousands of people continued to sway, the occasional splash of blood and guts doing nothing to stop their euphoric dance. Mal reached to reload his pistol, only to find that he was entirely out of ammo. Looks like sundown for me, he whispered, hope leaving his eyes as the Reavers moved closer and closer to the center of the stage. Mal was pressed right against Helena now, trying to keep the Reavers from touching him. Suddenly, Helena began to glow, the light lifting and illuminating her cape, dress, so that she looked like an angel that belonged on top of a Christmas tree for a family that really cares about Christmas. Her eyes opened to reveal red glowing orbs. The scream that seemed to rip its way out of her body sounded both beautiful and terrifying. The open wounds on the reavers began to peel back, revealing bone and metal. Gross. Thanks. But we both have loud voice boys. We do. Well, she's not a boy. Boy is a gender-neutral term. That's true. That's a very true statement. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band, Helena screamed. The Reavers exploded into the air like air cannons at the end of a kick-ass concert. And this was a kick-ass concert. (laughs) That's a good addition. Thank you for that. (laughs) Mal took the moment to shoot the remaining band members... He said, son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? Helena yelled at the top of her lungs. She held the last note until she passed out. Her angelic face was beet red and blotchy. yippee ki motherfucker, Mal said before picking Helena up and carrying her through the crowd back to the serenity. His crewmates followed in silence, still waking up from their mind control. Simon opened the hatch to the serenity and the pirates climbed on board. River was crying, and Simon gathered her up into his arms. Shh, what happened? What did you do to her? He yelled at Mal. Shh, and then yelling? Okay. Yep, yep. Nothing happened. That little darling just took a nap, Mal responded. She's a superhero, River <laughs> whispered. I don't trust her. <laughs> Subtext. <laughs> You shouldn't, whispered Helena from her spot in Mal's warm, burly arms. Teenagers scare the living. 
She was cut off as Jane grabbed her throat, effectively cutting off her air. Helena's eyes went wide as Jane continued to crush her throat. Nobody controls my mind, he growled. I hope you enjoy being normal. His grip tightened, destroying her voice box and leaving her powerless. A single tear dripped down her cheek as she stepped off the ship. That's it. The end. (laughs) Damn, Jane's a dick. Yeah. I don't really remember his character very much, but I feel like... He's a dick, yeah. Yeah, okay. He likes violence, so that's in character. That makes sense. Okay. He would do that to a sad, sad girl. Yeah, I appreciated the, the lyrics. Yeah. They were good. I also appreciated the incredibly drawn-out metaphor, or I guess it's a simile. She looked like an angel that belonged on top of a Christmas tree for a family that really cares about Christmas. I appreciated that. I'm glad. I apologize for all the spelling mistakes and for writing Reapers instead of Reavers for half of it. That's okay. I figured it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll fix it for the, uh, the oh, publishing. Yeah. I will. And then I'll put punctuation for the white power thing. <laughs> I sure hope so. What a mistake, eh? Uh, let it be known that neither this podcast nor Firefly nor My Chemical Romance has anything to do with white power to our knowledge. Nor me. Nor Alana. <laughs> well, maybe Alana. You never know. What? I'm a, my mom's an immigrant. Okay. Well, that proves Th- it. That proves it. Yeah. There's no denying that. Shall we jump over to Random Fan of Phantoms? <laughs> yes. Let's, let's, get, let's get the let's, hell out of this conversation. stop. All right. We are going to jump into Random Fan of Phantoms. Random Fan of Phantoms. You get to hit the generator button this oh, time. do I? You do. Hit that button. Drum roll. <gasps> I didn't know that was one of them. The main fandom is, is Alana Hopper. <laughs> Our very own host, Alana Hopper. The support fandom is the Muppets. And the tag is rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> Can I let you in on a secret? Yeah. I rigged it so that Alana would be in there. No, you didn't. Yeah, no matter what, it's just going to be Alana. <laughs> so that was at the request of one of our fans, Nicole Wells. Really? So if you want, we can re-roll. No, I want to fuck a Muppet. Okay, so that's right. Next week, we are talking Alana Hopper, The Muppets, Rom-com fix. You know what? Since we got to go through the fandoms, tell us about you, Alana. Okay. um, I'm a journalism student, so everything that comes out of my mouth is 100% true. I like dogs. Very true. I I really like dogs. Obsessively. It's a problem. Um, Pickles are my special snack. It's true. I don't consume a lot of media. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not great for this podcast. That's why I'm constantly Googling things. Or refusing to Google things, like the hand. Yeah. What do you think is important for them to know about me? An important thing to know about Alana is uh, she's had the hiccups for the past seven months, and she's going to a doctor to see what's wrong with her. Oh, yeah, another specialist, because I got, like, x-rays and whatnot done, and nothing. It's Um, eight months now, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's pretty boring. She likes really bad movies. 
Yeah, I like bad horror movies. Um, I guess I should say my favorite Muppet. Yeah. I don't know who my favorite Muppet is. Maybe Animal. Swedish Chef. Oh, he's a good one. Beaker's really Beaker. good. Beaker's a classic. Beaker or Animal would be my favorite Muppets. Those are some good choices. Yeah. What about those two old men uh, oh. up in the balcony? Waldorf and Statler, I think. Oh, are those their names? Yeah. If someone wrote a threesome fic with me and them, I'd be into that. All right. Somebody do it. <laughs> but I can see uh, Anthony Bourdain right now. Oh, yeah. He's there. He's not looking at us. Uh, but I I would put money on him writing that. Oh, it would be good. It would be disgusting. Um, <laughs> all right. So the Muppets, uh, it's a puppet-based children's program that's been on for a hell of a long time. Yeah. Different from Sesame Street, which are also puppets. But Yes. So Muppets are Kermit, Miss Piggy. Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. Grover's Sesame Street, right? No. Is Grover... Grover's the one with the hook, right? Yeah. No, he's Muppets. He's a Muppet? Okay, wh- yeah. where's Elmo? He's Sesame Street. Elmo's Sesame Street. Big okay. Bird is Sesame Street. The Oscar the Grouch is Sesame Street. Yeah. So none of those people are allowed. No. They've recently made two new Muppet movies that have, like, live-action actors interacting with the Muppets. Yeah. And they're kind of meta, I think. Yeah, they are. I haven't actually seen either of them. The last Muppets movie I've seen is when, like, Grover kind of goes to, like, Area 51 or something. Like, he's trying to go home to space. That sounds great. Do you know that I might be butchering, like, what this is? No, that sounds familiar. I just haven't seen it. But it's, like, he's going to space and then, like, Area 51 and they're, like, trying to help him or stop him or something. And the Muppets are helping him. And then rom-com. Rom-com. Explain what a rom-com is to our listeners at home. A rom-com or a romantic comedy is... A, typically a film genre in which, um, you know, two characters meet, there's romance, and uh, it's also funny. So typically you're going to get a boy and a girl, they're going to meet. That's called a meet cute Yep. because they meet and it's cute. Typically, you know, they start dating, everything's swell. And then something goes wrong, or they don't start dating right away. Or that, yeah. and that, But basically at the end... Funny shenanigans happen, yeah, and they get together. Unless yeah. it's uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer, in which they don't get together. Is that still considered a rom com? It's kind. It's a rom com, but like anti rom com. Yeah, it's kind of an anti rom com. So, what a good movie! It's a pretty solid movie. I'll be honest. A lot of people would equate rom com to chick flick. Okay. So, if you're not familiar with rom com. Uh, chick flick is chick another. flick is a much broader category. It though. You have is. like Legally Blonde in there. You have like Princess Diaries. Like is Princess Diaries, not a rom com. No, it's not. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh no, it's what about, about uh, Princess Diaries too. The royal engagement. That sounds exactly like a rom com. Yeah, maybe. But it's like the first one at least isn't just about her meeting a guy. It's her taking over a country. What a oh okay. So it's a political thriller. Yes. <laughs> Princess Diaries, the political thriller. All right. On the same level of The Crown. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. On that note. I think it's about time we wrap this little uh, episode up. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you want to submit any fix for our coming week, you can submit that to unstableuniverses at gmail.com. 
Or you can actually message us on our Facebook page, Unstable Universes. We also have a Twitter, UNUN Podcast. Yeah, you can tweet us um, a link if you upload it yourself. Yep. Uh, We've decided that if you do send in a fic, we're not going to upload it to our account because that just seems weird that we're taking credit for your work. So if you do want it published, then you guys will have to do that yourself. And if you're picked to be read on the podcast, we will definitely include that link in the description along with our own. You bet that we will. We're all about sourcing our citations. I'm a journalist. Yeah. No such thing as an anonymous source. No. Unless, yes. Anthony Bourdain is legitimately Anthony Bourdain. As far as you're aware, yes. <laughs> and if you don't submit anything, we will attribute it to Anthony Bourdain anyway. That piggy piggy man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, I'm Evan Rowell. And I'm Alana Hopper. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>